Get ready to drop the puck, take a free throw, and step up to the plate. It's time for the Metro East Sports Podcast on lineupmedia.fm. From the Lineup Media Studios in beautiful downtown Edwardsville, welcome to the Metro East Sports Podcast. Season number three, show number 41, recorded the week of Monday, December 19th, 2022. Just six days before Christmas. I hope you've been good this year, Coach. Tried my best. Show number 41 features Coach Austin Frazier, whom you just heard on the microphone. 2A Mespy winner for football team of the year, and he brought with him three-year starter on the offensive and defensive side of the line of scrimmage, Javante Mosby. And then after we talk football with the Crusaders, we've got Peyton Sheppy back in the studio after her freshman fall season of running cross-country at Bradley. We're going to catch up with her. And then after Peyton... We've got Anna Lee McWhorter and Alyssa Frederking from O'Fallon Township High School Volleyball, a couple of all-state volleyball girls with Coach Melissa Massey to celebrate their 4A Mespy winning season. Thanks to partners Cassens, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram, Callaway Home Loans, Keller Williams, Marquis, Jeb, and Ginger Blasting Game, Integrity Spine and Joint Center, Front Office Fiduciary Network, Oak Brook Golf Club, and Rosenthal License and Title Services. We're talking all things sports in the Metro East. I'm Dave Leip. Three things you can do to help. Number one, subscribe to this podcast. It's free. Where else are you going to hear from Javante Mosby in late December? Right? How many podcasts have you done? Zero. See? Number two, follow us in all of our social media platforms, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And if you have a story idea, please email me at mespdave at gmail.com. And remember, you can nominate your favorite team for Integrity Spine and Joint Center. Metro East Team of the Month could be a park and rec team, could be a middle school team, a high school team, you name it. To nominate a team for Team of the Month, send your suggestion to mespdave at gmail.com. Please put Team of the Month in the subject line. Let's get to it. Welcome to the show, Coach Austin Frazier. Thank you, Dave. One of the all-time great voices in the history of podcasting right there, man. As long as it lasts, who knows how long it'll keep up. And, Javante, welcome to the show, man. Thank you. Thank you. Honored to be here. So, congrats on a great season. Two-way Mespy winners, a couple of playoff wins. What do you want to say about this season, Coach? Yeah, no, uh, we we knew we had a shot going into the year that we could be a playoff team. Um you know, we we certainly made it interesting throughout the year. We mm-hmm. had some uh, really tight games uh, throughout you know the season. We you know, had a big win early against uh, John Burroughs and then took our lumps into a you know the two A state champions, Decatur Saint Teresa. There are our week two game, so we knew kind of knew what we had cut out for us getting into two A and where we'd land uh, if we were fortunate enough to get into the playoffs. And uh, we we found the way to get to five wins, even though one. Uh, took a forfeit from Mount Vernon due to you know, an IHSA thing. So, you know, we were uh, more than excited to get there. And, you know, I was uh, played under Coach Schott when I was at Altoff. I'm a grad from there. And, you know, Coach Schott always used to talk about, you know, it's not always – it's not about making the playoffs. It's about what you do when you get there. So these guys were battle-tested and ready. And, uh, you know, we got two wins out of it. It would have been nice to get that quarterfinal win and see Decatur again. But – Certainly after our last two years, uh, this was a great step forward for the program, and we're just looking forward to uh, not leaving this, not going backwards. Javante, what will you remember about this season? Um, You know, just playing with my brothers, honestly. Uh, You know, it would have been very special to go to the championships with them, but uh, sadly, you know, we ain't make it there. But for sure, the number one thing I'll remember is uh, just playing alongside them the whole you did have a lot of close games this season, and that win over Burroughs in week number one, to be honest with you, I was a little bit surprised to see them on your schedule. How many years have you played them? That was the first year we've had them on, You know, at least in my time, only three years in, but even the Turner tenure before, the Burroughs hadn't been on. So that was, uh, you know, they're new that we have them back next year. They had a new head coach, Marty Rogers. He was the defensive back coach at SIUC for several years on. Uh, you know, they're going to be, you know, it was his first game as head coach, you know, new systems in both places. So they're going to be a tough team next year. 
Uh, we have Decatur coming back next year, and we have, you know we we leave the South Seven Conference, so we're independent for the first time. Uh, I guess that's since two thousand two. So this is a little bit of uncharted territory for us. We have some you know, tough teams on the schedule. Uh, you know, certainly leaving the conference didn't make our schedule easier, but I think with the guys that we have coming back, we're up to the task. And uh, you know, again, having that experience, getting in the playoffs this year, you know, only. You know, got us more ready and maybe a little bit more hungry, but we've been in the weight room and I'm excited to see, you know, what, what these guys develop into over the spring. Your next four wins were by a total of 11 points. Yeah. So, yeah, right. You know, Decatur, well, actually it was a blowout. You know, we were up there. We, we, uh, we didn't put, you know, the score was not indicative of uh, what we can do or compete against that team. I would have loved to see them again, but, you know, next year we will. Uh, yeah, the modern day game came down to really the last series. Uh, you know, it was kind of a scrambling deal. If anybody got a chance to see that game, you know, it was their quarterback actually got hurt. They had no timeouts, so they had to exit him from the game, get a new quarterback in while the clock was ticking, mm. and had to you know chuck one up. So that was a big win. Uh, the even you know the Carbondale loss was close. Marion, we had to march the length of the field with three or two minutes left without our quarterback. You know, it was kind of a storybook year, you know, with, uh, I mean, you know, again, might have took a couple of years off my life, but hmm. uh, it was, you know, exciting for everyone, one, you know, whether, uh, whether it was good for my health or not. Season moves right along. Close win over Marion, 31-30. I, I notice a win over a Southwestern Conference team. Over Alton, 17-14, and I think, wow, that's a pretty big school for you to take on. Right, yeah, you know, and we kind of had that game circled on our schedule for the fifth win, just as they'd had some struggles, you know, in the past couple of years. Um, you know, again, we, we we left some stuff on the on the field that day, and uh, we, you know, but credit to Alton, it was their last game, they were, you know, there was the last game for their seniors, they weren't playing to go to the playoffs, and you know, they played a real tough game against us, and it took some big plays down the stretch from guys like Lucius Dones, Braylon Grayson, Grant Hoffman. You know, these guys, you know, never – you know, that was the one thing about us. If we got into a tight game by the end of the year, there was really no fear in it because we were always in them. So, you know, that was kind of the hallmark for our team. And, uh, you know, again, we ended up being better for it when it came to the postseason. And then you get into the postseason and – uh, you kind of, I'm going to say you sneak in there with a record of five and four. Yeah. And then describe your first game. So Shelbyville, you know, they were one of the top seeds in 2A, obviously. Uh, we were five and four. Um, they, you know, high-powered offense. You know, we knew that it was going to be a challenge going there. You know, that small town football in yeah. the playoffs, you know, driving in, it's, you know, kill the Crusaders on signs and the highways. I love that stuff. You know, it doesn't get better than, you know, I'll play off football on a Saturday. The whole town's there. Uh, so it's great environment. You know, and they're eight and one. They're eight and one. And yeah, they're, they're, you know, what right. the, the line on this game is probably 13 and a half points. Right, something like that. Right. And uh, we come out and we, we steamroll them to was 31 to nothing, 31-7 at the beginning at the first half come out flying so yeah we're rolling we feel pretty good about it we you know again we haven't blown anybody out all year so you know i came over to the the boys at halftime and i you know i wasn't comfortable you know some of the coaches my coach you know that looks pretty good i was like i'm just i don't feel right about it and lo and behold i think we turned the ball over four times like you know to go from a perfect almost a perfect we scored every drive in the first half uh to go from a perfect first half to Almost as bad as you can play in the second half. That's that was the case. Uh, I think we had four turnovers in the second half, and it took uh, some late game heroics, both offensively and defensively, uh, for us to win. You know, Charleston Colton caught a seventy yard bomb to finally put it away, and without that one, that would have been a you know. I, well, I guess I would have felt like the Minnesota Vikings after what happened <laughs> to them this yesterday. Unbelievable! Up yeah. thirty, down thirty three, nothing. Right down, yeah. when they came back. Right, right. Well, yeah, well, yeah, right. Exactly. Amazing. Yeah. So, late game heroics, long bomb passes. Is that the style of the Crusaders to open it up and throw the ball deep like that? Because a lot of your games are like thirteen to six, you know, that kind of thing. Right. You know, I think you know, offensively we learned a lot about ourselves this year. We want to be fifty fifty. 
you know, we're a multiple spread offense. We run a lot of different personnel groupings. We'll run anywhere from 10 to 20 formations a game. So we're pretty multiple. Um, you know, for us, it just, if we scored, we, we executed at a real high level. If we didn't, then, you know, there was just some execution points where we had to improve on. That's a sign of young team, which we were, especially offensively. So, um, you know, that, you know, if we're going to define ourselves offensively, uh, we're multiple, we can do a lot of different things, but, you know, kind of the defense might dictate what we're going to, or how we're going to attack them, dependent on what coverage they're running, what their box looks like versus our spread personnel versus our versus some of our heavier personnel groupings. And then second round, you're facing Red Butts. So you've already knocked off the number three seed, and now you're playing the number six seed, which is essentially right out your back door in Red Bud. And a lot of people would look at this second round game and say, "Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna let up. They're gonna you know they're gonna be content with sneaking in there at five and four, winning a good getting a, fir- a good first round upset." But that's not the case. No, you know, and, and there's a stigma, you know, about Altoff because of the storied history of the program. I mean, Coach Shot, you know, I mean, he's you know still you know the maybe the legend with Bob Shannon in the area. You know, those two guys accomplished more in football than you know, I could ever dream of. But uh, and even in Coach Turner's tenure, you know, and then we, you know, there's been a little bit of a downspell. You know, and I went, when I took over two years ago, you know, that that. And we've kind of come out of that. But that stigma is still there. It's like, you know, when Altoff gets in the playoffs, you need to start to be concerned. And these guys really bought into that idea, you know, knowing that we played primarily a 4A and a 5A schedule. So, you know, having Redbed come to us, first time we'd have a playoff game at home since 2016. You know, the crowd was great. We had, you know, massive tailgates down, uh, you know, St. Henry's right connected to our school. So it was a really great environment, uh, a little windy that day. But other than that, um, you know, I, I, I don't think there's any part of us or any part of any member of the team that didn't think that we were going to come out victorious that day. But kudos to Red Bud. It was about as close a game as it could have been, you know, staying on theme for the year. Do you know what I noticed? Roxana, 3A Mesby winner, played a lot of 4A schools. Mascuda, 5A Mesby winner, Played a lot of 6A schools during their season. You know, Waterloo played up essentially all year. And it's like, if you want to be successful in the playoffs, you know, you're kind of stuck, though, too, because if you don't get those five wins, you're not going to make the playoffs. Right, yeah. It's a a danger. You you try to figure out a way to have that give and take where you have a good opportunity for five. But, you know, like I said, I grew up playing for Coach Schott, and, you know, you want to do something when you get there. That's, That's the fun part about being in the playoffs. Uh, nobody likes going and losing in the first round. So being prepared uh, through your schedule, you know, we've been in the South Seven, and that's something that's always prepared us well, you know, going in. And then we don't have non-conference slouches. That's why we have Alton and John Burroughs and Modern Day and then a state title guy in Decatur, St. Teresa. Shoot, we, we just picked up St. Dominic from Missouri, and they played in the state title game against St. Mary's over there this year. So, you know, yeah, your schedule – kind of is going to dictate how uh, how competitive you can be on that on that playoff run. And again, you don't go there to lose in the first round, right, Javante? Oh, for, not a doubt, bro. So we're getting in the Red Bud game, and Javante, what do you remember about that game? Um, starters, very windy. Uh, notice uh, quarterbacks having a little issue throwing the ball, but it wasn't a big concern for me. Uh, and going into the game, I felt pretty good uh, about our chances winning. Uh, didn't see uh, a big enough player for them to, uh, you know, stop us going and uh, executing that, in that game. How tall are you? Probably like six one, six two. Are you going against guys your size most of the year or in 2A? Are you, are you typically bigger than your opponent when you line up on the defensive and offensive sides of the ball? Uh, typically I'm either the same size or probably bigger. You're lining up against guys sometimes that are your size, though. Yeah. Okay. Talk well, about talk about Javante's season. Well, you know, for him, he start he started as a freshman. So you know, two years ago when I took over, we had 23 guys in the program in that spring year. You know, progressively, we've had 43 last year. This year, we had 50. So we've had you know good number of progression. But 50 Javante, kids. Yeah. How many in the school? Quarter of the school plays football. And basically the other quarter plays soccer. You know, it's pretty tight. You know, the, if you're at Altoff, you're you're out. You know, you don't go to Altoff just to, 
you know, academics are important and we stress that everywhere, but you know, you're coming to Altov to go compete. You know, we we want to go do something when we're here. And that's why, you know, you, I know um, Jake Pollock and Coach right. Birdsong were here. Right. You know, they've had some great runs the past couple of years and, you know, it's, Probably unique in our place because, you know, our fo- football guys and soccer guys are all friends and they all support each other, so that's cool. But, you know, getting back to Javante, you know, he's a three-year starter since he was a freshman. He you know, came in, you know, athletically extremely gifted. You know, the, one of the reasons I brought him here is because I know, you know, for him, he's probably going to be on that border of Division One, Division Two talent, you know, going into his senior year. And, you know, he's certainly took some lumps his freshman and sophomore year, learning how to play varsity football and what it takes. And, you know, now you, know, you ask the area coaches if, if they've played us, Javante Mosby's a problem, you know, on the offensive and defensive line just because not just the physicality and the size, but it's the athleticism that is the one thing that probably sets him apart more than anything else other than obviously, you know, he's an intelligent kid. This is an A, a student across the board. So that's the other part. What's it? Uh, how's it make you feel hearing Coach say all these nice things about you over makes here? Makes you feel so good inside. I'm gonna be honest with you. Yeah, <laughs> I don't hear him say this too often. So, you know. soak it in. Describe know, right? coaching. Uh, describe playing for Coach Frazier. Uh, it's a, uh, it's wonderful to be honest with you. Uh, it, I feel as though uh, he puts me in the best spot to succeed. Uh, never looking to know, you know, like just throw me out there and see what I can do. It's always okay. We put him here. We put him here. Which one? Uh, which spot is he going to succeed more? It's, it's just an awesome experience to uh, play up under him. Get back to the season. Eight point win. No, sorry. Twelve point win over uh, uh, Red Bud, and you're feeling good about yourself. And you're and you're moving on there, moving on to the playoffs. Getting to the quarterfinals is no joke in any in any size. No, and you know that that twelve point win wasn't indicative. You know we were down with four minutes left and marched the length of the field and scored. No yeah, like, we, you know, we, we threw two pick sixes. Those were their only points. We threw two pick sixes in the, in, in the fourth quarter, back-to-back possessions. Bad play calling by some coach. I don't know. It must have been yeah. me. But, uh, you know, we – but we did, did end up coming back, and then we you know, had an interception that put us ahead for good. But, yeah, no, obviously preparing for Johnson City was you know, a totally different style of offense. That's – they, uh, you know, they're foot-to-foot. Uh, you know, the fullback lines up maybe half a foot behind the quarterback who's under center, and they're just trying to grind out yardage. You know, Marion under Kerry Martin had sets where they would do that stuff. Up north, Metamora made it famous, you know, with his with the great team, Pat Ryan and those great teams. Um, so, you know, and that was kind of an Achilles heel for us. You know, we saw some things like that. So we knew we were in for a challenge. Um, we you know, if, again, if you were at that game, it didn't disappoint. It was certainly an interesting week going into it with the weather because we had some, I think it was almost 70 degrees Monday or Tuesday going in. And by Friday, well, here we had like four inches of snow. Yeah. And that was uh, snow, snowmageddon uh, weekend in, in Muscuda. Right. And Johnston City, had, like we called, it's like, oh, it's just a dusting. And we're like, well, they're lying. It must, it must be lying, you know, because they want to keep it on the ground. No, they had nothing down there. Yeah. So yeah, it was. A we had nothing here in Edwardsville. Nothing yeah. in Maryville. What? That had only snowed in Muscuda. Yeah, yeah. I, it, was, it was. God either loves or hates Muscuda on that day. I don't get it. Like, why, why, why give them all that snow? Yeah, no. I saw the. Uh, I would have been tempted to play in it. Oh, absolutely. Well, I saw the pictures of the community out shoveling. Yeah. at Seven a.m. So we talked about it with with uh, with Coach Hilgendorf last week. Yeah. All right, Coach, you got a junior here, so. You know, you go on and you lose your last game to Johnson City that, as you said, plays foot-to-foot. You lose kind of a shootout, 10-point game in the quarterfinals. you got to feel pretty good about your season. Yeah, no, definitely. And we had our shots to win that one. But, you know, again, at the end of the day, you know, this group from day one to where they ended up being certainly uh, achieved more even than I thought they would. You know, we thought we – you know, this this past year we thought, okay – this is our chance to be in the playoffs. You know, that's the type of team we think we have. And whatever happens, happens. Uh, next year, we have a little bit more returning. So the expectations are higher. And, uh, you know, because of guys like this, they, they accept that challenge and kind of, you know, they're salivating for it, really. You know, that's what's exciting about How many seniors next year? Guys. Uh, we we're actually don't have a ton of seniors, but we have a lot of juniors back. So okay. I think right now we're at 12 seniors that are going to return. What are you looking forward to next year? Um... I'm looking forward to playing in the championship. That's what I was 
Uh, I, that's what I'm always looking for when I'm stepping on that football field to always win, dominate, and uh, just make it to that championship. Sounds good, man. Sounds like a plan. I'm looking forward to following you guys next year, man. I'm excited. You got 50 kids in the program. You got two playoff wins. Is the program where you want it right now? Uh, yeah. You know, we might even be a little bit ahead of schedule. You know, when I when we took over the because staffs pretty much stayed the same since I you know took over in 2020. Um, you know, again, we kind of thought we would have a shot to be playoffs in year three, and now now I think we are a little bit ahead of schedule, and uh, there's no reason that we shouldn't uh, you know reap the rewards of that. You know, going forward. So, yeah, happy where we're at. Sky's the limit going forward. Javante Mosby, Coach Austin Frazier, Altoff football guys, thanks thanks so much for coming by tonight and uh, expecting big things from you next year. Our pleasure. Thank you for having us. So this is Christmas. Guest number two. Peyton Sheppy, welcome to the show. Hello. Six days before Christmas, so we got to play some Christmas music, right? Oh, yeah. Welcome back. Hello, hello. <laughs> this is the third time you've been here, right? Yeah. All right, before we get to your, uh, your cross-country career, to your, to your freshman cross-country year at Bradley, I want to talk about Cassin's Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram, the number one place to purchase a vehicle in the Metro East. If you're in the market for a new or pre-owned car, check out Cassin's Inventory in person where they've been for 25 years or online at Cassin's.com. Cassin's has earned the highest ratings for customer service. Their expert staff is committed to making your car buying experience enjoyable, including convenient on-site financing. I've purchased four vehicles there, and I will not buy a car anyplace else or a van or a Jeep or anything, a truck. With over 80 years of experience in the Metro East, Cassins is the clear-cut leader for quality, service, and customer satisfaction. Go see Steve, Cliff, Holly, Greg, Bob, Mike, or Trent today. And if you're looking to buy or sell a home in the Metro East on the Illinois or the Missouri side, please give our partners at Keller Williams Marquee, Jeb and Ginger Blasting Game, the chance to serve you. They have offices in Waterloo, O'Fallon, and Edwardsville with more than 130 agents. The Blasting Games are a family-owned business that has helped over 5,000 families find just the right home. The Lipes are one of those families. Jeb and Ginger sold our house quickly because they're experts at staging and pricing, and they helped us find the perfect home, and they can do the same for you. No wonder they're ranked in the top 10 real estate teams in North America. Give Jeb and Ginger Blasting Game a call at 618-578-9276 or check them out online at BlastingGameGroup.com. You will not be disappointed. All right, Peyton, welcome back. <laughs> yeah. How was the uh, season? How was the fall season? Uh, it was. It was what I like. I don't know. It's just a lot going on, and um, I'm just very thankful for being able to be healthy during the season and just all the opportunities I was given. Um, so overall, I'm grateful for this season, and I'm pretty happy overall with it as well. How was it different? running collegiately division one with other young women that are at your level oh it was definitely harder um i definitely was up for that challenge though because i was basically running alone in high school but i knew that i was going to get pushed a lot in college and i knew that there were even faster girls even ones that are really nationally nationally ranked and we were running against teams that were also nationally ranked and had a lot of chances, and I just took them, and it was definitely a ride. And I just can't wait for next season in cross country. How many girls were on the team? Um, I would say about 20, 30, I would say around there. So we have quite a lot, but they're basically all internationals, which is also unique about our team as well. Okay, so how many girls on the team were American? Um. Ooh. I know that there are probably, I'm going to say about eight to nine that are American, and then the rest are, like, international, which is, there's a lot of them, and they overpower all the Americans. No kidding. Yes. So <laughs> about what number were you on the team? I'm overall third. I was third and fourth. I was around there on the team right now. Were you the highest freshman on the team? Yes. So it sounds like 
you had an immediate impact on the lineup, obviously. Oh, yeah. So they were loving having you in the lineup, right? Mm -hmm. And how did your training change from collegiate to collegiate from high school? It definitely changed a lot. I think um, in college they expect to have like a really high mileage and they want you to get on higher mileage instead of because it being in higher mileage is just creates. So you ran more miles. Oh yeah. Like how many, how many more miles a week compared to what you ran in high school? Well, like usual, like on long runs, I would run about eight miles in high school. And now in the long runs, I'm running about 13 miles, 12 miles. And then the rest of the runs are about like my high, my lowest is probably like six miles. And like the highest is like 12 or 13. So I'm running pretty much around those ranges and not anything lower than that. Let's talk about the adjustment off the off the cross-country course, if you will. What was that like for you as a, as a freshman to go away from home several hours and now you're a Division one athlete and you've got to manage you've got to manage all this athletic schedule and school schedule. How did you find that? Um, at first it was a struggle. Um, definitely some tears were shed and the semester was just kind of like all over the place. but I think when I got used to it like later on, I think I was just t- I took control of it and I just like went with it and I actually found, like myself again, because in the beginning I was all scrambling, just didn't know like a set routine of what I need to do. And I felt like everything was just everywhere. And my schedule for school was really hard since we were just like, I was handling doing chem and bio at the same time, but also having 17 credit hours as an athlete that's pretty competitive. Was Chem and bio, are you wanting to be a doctor? Oh, no, I was... <laughs> I was in the health science arena, uh, but now I fully uh, switched to dietetics now. So next semester, I'm actually going to have easier classes than this semester, which is really nice. Um, but we had to juggle like chemistry and bio and bio lab and chemistry lab all together for where I wanted to be, which is in the health science area, which we had to take it for requirements related. But yeah. And you feel like your times are improving? Oh, yeah, I definitely do. I mean, I do have, like, a lot of faster girls than me on the team, and I think that they pushed me a lot, and, like, I, I don't know, I'm just immune to just going with the faster girls, so, yeah. Did you have to change how you race tactically at this level? Um, At first, I was going how I usually do, and then I just, like, figured out, like, okay, now I just need to, like, challenge myself just to push it more at the end because I struggle like the last few miles in the race and I think that's what I keep telling myself and that's what I try to do every time I do a long run or any like workout I try to just make sure I like finish it out completely and the hardest I can so that I can just put that in the race as well but I think being with other girls that have that or have different problems as well and we can like continue to help each other out and you know fix our racing strategies and like everything I I feel like it helped me a lot and I just kind of improved and just just got stronger as a runner this next question may be totally like stupid but did your college coaches look at how you run and tried to and make any adjustments to your running style how you actually <laughs> yeah. work work the cage so to speak yeah. like um actually they did not because they told me that I actually had a good running, like, like form. posture, yeah, all that. form and everything. So there was nothing to really like work on or anything. They just wanted me to have a stronger end finish and stuff. So I just overall had to be stronger in the ending of workouts and all that. So yeah, nothing. They didn't have to change anything. That's good. And are you having fun? Is it still fun for you? Is it is it as much fun as you had in high school? When I had you in in high school, I always thought you were having a good time. Are you? Is it still fun for you? Oh yeah, it definitely is. It's even I th- I would say it's even uh, better than high school, just because I don't have to. There's not as much stress I would say because I just know that I'm doing this for my team, and just to have that aspect is just really nice to just say, okay, this is for my team. I'm just going to put all my effort for our team to make it as far as possible as we can into the nationals or whatever big competition we want to go to. 
What's your assessment of your of your performances this fall? I overall think I did really good as being a freshman and coming in because usually it would be really hard for freshmen to adjust to college on their very first year or even the very first season. And I think I handled it pretty well. And I was actually surprised with myself that I was able to take these challenges and actually take this first semester and really just keep going with it, keep pushing through. And I, I did what I did. And I, I suffered here and there, but in the end, I overall just still had fun. I'm looking at pictures of some of the courses on, on which you're running and they're kind of fancy. I'm looking at flowers that are like, <laughs> you know, potted marigolds that are, that are around and, and so forth. How would you compare the courses high school to college? Um, well, they're different, definitely longer because they're now 6K, but um, I do think that they're like, they're still the same as kind of like high school, but I mean, there's a few hills here and there, but I think overall they're, they're not that bad. And your program, the team had a good year. You guys finished third in your regional, and that was the your third place was the highest finish, ties the highest for your program ever at, at Mizzou this year. So how many girls are coming back next year? All of them. <laughs> I hope then, right, for the Bradley oh, yeah. Braves and women's cross country next year. Mm-hmm. And what about you? What are your goals for the next three years? Just do the same process and get even better PR, set records, um, just put my name out there and, yeah, just make it as far as possible every time and keep challenging myself. Have you changed how you train at all? You mentioned that you're doing more miles, but are you doing any more pool or bike or any of that kind of stuff? Um, I'm definitely doubling on workout days. So I'll do a workout in the morning, and then I'll double later and also do lift on that day as well. So that's what we are. That's in our plan of how we do it when I'm at school as well. So I'm transferring here as well when I while I'm on break. So you're on a strict plan. So yeah, we have a training plan, and I'm we uh, follow it, and we have our workouts on the Tuesdays and Fridays with the lift and the extra double if you can do a double, um, and then the other days are just the easy days, and then you know we have our long run and just kind of the how sim- long's the long run? Long run for me right now is going to be about ten to eleven miles, but then I'll go all the way up to thirteen miles when I once I'm like fit. Have you ever run a marathon? Um, not yet, but that's one of my that's one of my goals that I want to do. I want to run a marathon or half marathon or any triathlon, biathlon aspirations. Um, I'm not really fond of <laughs> biathlon or triathlons. I have done it before, like back in sixth grade for a camp, but you're not a swimmer or you're not a cyclist. Um, I'm not a fan of swimming. Um, I at first I sucked at swimming, then I had to take <laughs> swimming lessons at the YMCA with a bunch of nine year olds when I was like 12 years old. So it wasn't really fun for me because it was just like it was just by myself. I felt kind of like alone while swimming. <laughs> I was like. You were thoughts. traumatized. Yeah. Um, but biking, I don't know. Sometimes it just gets boring for me. I'm not really, but sometimes it, I don't even know. Okay. Another potentially stupid question. In high school, you ran cross country and then you ran track in the spring. Mm-hmm. Will you run track? Yeah. So we'll have, we're starting training for indoor track right now, track season. And then we'll take two weeks off after that because there's indoor championships and stuff. So it's like a whole season for indoor and then a whole another season for outdoor. And then we have a two-week break in between. So Looking forward to it? Oh, yeah. I'm so what events will you do in this? Um, I am actually not too sure. It's up to what my coach wants or what's kind of what I do best in. Um, he's thinking of putting me in the 10K possibly, maybe the 3K, 5K. Um, or any other quicker events. I can do pretty much any particular event in 400 and above. So. What would you like to do? Um, I'm interested in trying to do the 10K, but then I'm also like maybe 5K, maybe like I just want to – I like doing anything particularly. I don't know. I just like to try things. I think it'll be interesting after you try several of those to see which ones are your favorite. Mm-hmm. Because I don't think you had that type of opportunity in high school, right? Yeah, no. Because of the format of the meets. 
Mm. So that's gonna that's kind of exciting, I think. Oh yeah, I'm pretty stoked about. So that. a cross country race is six k. Uh yeah, so they in the beginning we ran like three miles on at Detweiler, and then we went to a five k on another race, and then then we stick to six k the rest of the time. So it was kind of like all like mixture of like runnings, but we stick to six k once it got to like the more important races. So a 10K is going to be a little bit longer than you typically race mm -hmm. scholastically. Mm -hmm. Would Is that something potentially that you think you might like? I I feel like, I mean, since it's going to be on a track, it's going to be faster. Oh, and yeah, that's right. I didn't yeah. think about that. Duh. So I, I'm not too sure because I haven't done like actually a 5K on a track, but I've the highest I've done on a track was a two-miler, which... I mean, that's my only long-distance experience on a track, so it's going to be quite interesting of this indoor, probably not indoor track. I don't think I should do the 10. I don't think they have the 10K in indoor. Do you have a preference, track running or trail running, a.k.a. cross-country type running? What surface do you like better? Um, I always try to go for the softer surfaces. I just know that that's, like, ideal for being a runner because it just doesn't put as much impact on your legs as much as... But you're feeling good. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, th I just think softer surfaces, like, I try to go on trails, but there's not many, like, trail options around here. So I try, but at most parts I just go on, like, a concrete trail or something. Now, I know you're having fun at Bradley. You said that there were some growing pains in the beginning. Do you miss anything about high school? Um, um, there might be a few things I can't really particularly pick out, but, I mean, just being seeing, like, my friends here and there. But, I mean, I have my running buddies, and I have my friends in my dorms and my freshman girls. So I think I'm pretty good for right now because I don't, I don't know. It's just different being in college and I just can't really remember honestly <laughs> because it's so much has happened in this first semester of college and yeah how about that beautiful city of Peoria you just loving it <laughs> yeah yeah there's some ups and downs about it but um if my if I have a good team and I have a good school that I get my good academics and you know when I'm doing good and running and like having fun, I think that it's just worth it. And still. you're killing it in the classroom too, right? Oh yeah, <laughs> at a girl. And uh, Peyton, I I knew that you were going to be great in the classroom at, at Bradley. So, all right, last question. Some high school senior aged girl is listening to this right now, and she's getting ready for college. What advice do you have for that girl listening? Um, always sometimes go with your gut feeling when you talk to a college coach or whatever. Um, but make sure you check off your requirements for what you really want in a college and make sure that coach is right for you because if they don't really care too much about you, then you should go and find someone that a college coach actually worries about you and cares about you every time. Um, and I think that's a really big part because a lot of people are starting to go to the transfer portal just because they're not, they're getting hurt or they're just like tired with the sport because the coach ran them out too hard. But um, overall, just picking out a great school that you can get academically and athletically if you're going there for a sport or not, um, just picking out the right one for you and having fun with it because, I mean, this is, this is your last time being a freshman. <laughs> Um, so choose it wisely and also just never give up at that point. Sage advice from Bradley Brave, freshman, cross-country runner, Peyton Sheppy, former O'Fallon Panther, three-time guest of the show. You're like, you're like a regular here now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks so much for coming by. Thank you. good one right great one yeah okay we're gonna talk o'fallon panthers for a mesby winning volleyball and everybody loves to win a mesby but you know what everybody hates waiting in line at the dmv and now you don't have to go see the state certified experts at rosenthal license service for all your licensing needs including title work for cars trucks motorcycles atvs boats campers rvs and trailers Located in Edwardsville in the Montclair Shopping Plaza, right across from the DMV, 
Rosenthal is a local family-owned business that has been serving the Metro East for more than 80 years with fast, friendly service. And they can help you if you need a money order or a notary public. So the next time you need to renew your sticker, save time with a quick and easy visit to my friends John and Francis at Rosenthal License Service or give them a call at 656-6163. And Andy Callaway of Callaway Home Loans saves me money every month now and he'll save my family thousands in the long run. How? He refinanced my existing mortgage and he can do the same for you. Rates are all over the place, but you want to take advantage of an easy, fast, and affordable way to refinance. They do conventional FHA and VA loans and ask for the MESP special. If you refinance with Andy, he'll donate $100 cash to the Metro East High School or Junior High team of your choice. He'll give $100 to O'Fallon Volleyball. All you got to do is give him a call today at 618-830-3332. If you refinance with Danny, you get that 100 bucks. Save money and support your favorite team in the Metro East. All right, welcome to the show. Annalie McCorder, Alyssa Frederking, and Coach Melissa Massey of the O'Fallon Panthers. Congrats, ladies. Great season. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. Four A Massey winners, which you earned by being super sectional finalists, mm-hmm. getting super sectionals, going 11, 11 and 1 in the Southwestern Conference, which is no small feat. And Overall, you had a huge year, so congratulations to you. Thank you. What will you remember about this 32-7 and season, Coach? A lot. Um, this is probably one of the most memorable seasons out of my 18 at O'Fallon. Um, You've been there 18 years? What did you start coaching there when you were like uh, 20? <laughs> yeah, how does that happen? I know, I know. Um, yeah, it's been a long time. It's been an incredible journey, so to have this kind of special year – Um, means a lot to me not just the wins and losses of course those are great um, but a really incredible group of you know girls that we had this year as well was this a high water mark for your program this year yes this was um, history making in the sense that we have been to the sectional final three times and finally got to head to the super sectional big year girls what would you remember let's start with you Annalie it was just a really great season. Out of my four. Get closer that, there for me. Out of my four that I've been here um, on varsity with Coach Massey, this is definitely the most memorable and my favorite season. And You played varsity all four years? Yeah, I started as a freshman. They brought me in. They saw my potential, and then she really took me and under her wing and really made me into the player that I am today. So what I'm position really, do you play? I'm an all-around outside hitter. Okay. Alyssa. Um, I would say my most memorable would be being Edwardsville at home because, I mean, who doesn't love to be Edwardsville? Obviously. <laughs> but it was nice because we never really felt the win and being able to beat them at home in two sets especially was really exciting. So. And they were the team to beat last year. They yes. had a bunch of great players and they wind up qualifying for state. So you always want to beat the team that yes. beat you. So, of course, that one, that one felt great for you. Yeah. So that was the highlight of your regular season. But it wasn't the end of your season because then you guys go through the regular season and wind up in the playoffs. And mm-hmm. what will you take away from the playoffs, Coach? You know, uh, talking talking about Edwardsville, it's such a healthy rivalry. I think coach the coaches there and I, we have a lot of respect for each other. Um, like she said, this particular group has never experienced beating them. Um, I've had teams before that beat them in, like, some playoff situations, but – that was probably a big hurdle for them to overcome. And so for them to do that in the season, I think when we did that at home, I think that kind of catapulted their um, energy into believing what kind of team we were, how far we could push it into the playoffs. And, you know, it's always hard down here for us. Everything is emotional. Everybody knows each other. You know, there's so much, um, there's so much like relationships going on outside of just volleyball uh, with club being so big in our area. So anytime we go into the playoff game, it's you're trying to rein that all in and focus and just kind of be in that moment and push through those those games. But you know, going into East, uh, we had we actually had a a buy on that Tuesday, which people are like, that sounds great. You go straight to the championship. But for me, I would have. I would have really liked to have a game going into that. Um, so then that was always like a little bit of a scary feeling. And then um, obviously after seeing East heading into Edwardsville again, we've seen them, what, four, that was our fourth time this year. Mm-hmm. 
So you just kind of, you never know where the cards are going to fall. We did, we definitely came in playing well, but then kind of struggled in the second set a little bit. So, you know, like I said, it's just like an emotional situation. Um, but ultimately I felt like the girls with this the season that we had really helped them in those moments to kind of believe where we could go. Good win against East, good win against Edwardsville, and then you're moving on and a, and a huge win for you against Moline. Was that was that the game that you'll remember, Alyssa? Yes, for sure. Just because since we obviously haven't won the first or sectionals and at all, so it was a big game and just the energy and high intensity was very overwhelming and exciting. Mm-hmm. How about you, Annalie? What will you remember about that game? I remember going in super confident, like there's nothing to lose. We play all our games played on the line and we I think we really did that and it showed and it was just really really good experience good high level play and it was just a great game I've had a lot of football coaches in here and the ones who had success in the playoffs played schools bigger than them mm-hmm. uh, during the regular season but you can't play schools bigger than you mm-hmm. so all you can try to do is play the best volleyball teams that you can play right correct are you getting that during your regular season now you know, yeah, we were we're in the Edwardsville tournament, um, and they typically have quite a few good teams. So I saw we saw Pleasant Plains. They're a three A team, but they were very strong this year. Um, you know, we try to fill our we do the Metro East one at East as well, so you get to see some teams across the river, which are usually typically pretty strong as well. Um, and I felt like we we have competed, you know, with all those teams. So I knew that we had the potential going into the playoffs in a in a good strong manner. Um, I will say about the Moline game, it was interesting. Our second set, I think we were down 22-14 yeah. and came back and won that game. So it was pretty it was pretty awesome. So it just kind of made that game even more special for us to be able to come back and finish that in two sets. And then you're playing Bennett. What did you anticipate from them going into that game? <laughs> we watched a lot of film on them, and – we, we knew they were big. I mean, we knew what our challenges were for sure. Um, but then kind of going up there, it's, it is intimidating to go up against kids that are all that, you know, that big. Um, and so, you know, for me, I just wanted to tell the girls, like, you, at that point, you just have to, you know, you just have to rely on what we've done to get there. Um, we're not going to change a ton about us because we don't, we can't like grow seven inches each by that game. Um, so we just needed to do what we do and do it well. Unfortunately, that didn't necessarily happen for us, but ultimately I'm so proud of them still for just even making that far and doing what they did. Because I don't feel like your team is small, so to speak. You know, I had Freeburg in here, yeah, and no pun intended, but they, they felt like they were a very small team mm-hmm. and when they had to play teams like uh, Modern Day that they had to yeah. p- play a particular style. So your team is not small, but they were just yeah. big. They were big. I mean, I think they had... I know they had two girls that were six five, six six. Um, what? So, yes. <laughs> so six six. Yeah. Setter. Yeah. Their setter was six two. Um, they were big. I think our tallest girl, and we might be lying a little bit, is six foot. So that's what I see. Gabrielle well, bailing. Uh, yeah, and DJ Bold. She's six three. She is actually very new to volleyball. Uh, she's one of our best basketball players at O'Fallon. And came back to the sport this year and grew exponentially in a short amount of time. And she's a tremendous kid has a great athlete mindset. So I think that's why she saw success when she was on our team, but she's definitely raw to the sport. Um, so yeah, I mean, she technically was our tallest girl, but she's not, she wasn't necessarily starting in our starting lineup. Uh, but you know, we just stick DJ out there and we need to be intimidating. <laughs> so this was a great team you had this year. What words come to mind to describe this, this particular group of girls? I mean, when you have girls, let's be honest, the the biggest feat is to keep everybody happy and on the same page because that can get in the way. And you try to get girls to believe that. I mean, I played college volleyball, so I know how that goes. Um, Really, realistically, we had six seniors that are very, very close, but they all kind of uh, brought a different talent to the team. And that just, not even just talent necessarily, but a good quality characteristic of being a leader. Um, And I felt like everybody bought into that. So, you know, talent, you know, talent is important, yes. But if you don't have that chemistry, if you don't have everybody kind of getting the, you know, the car to go from point A to point B at the same time, you know, it's not going to work. So it felt like they did a great job leading not just varsity, JV, freshmen, the whole entire group, 32 girls um, this season and did a great job. 
Agree, girls? Everybody got along? Everybody was kumbaya all year? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's kind of what it felt like. Yeah, we we never stopped hanging out. We were always with each other. <laughs> I always wonder, like, the teams that say, oh, everybody got along, everybody was so happy, and it's like, you had a great year. You know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? It's mm-hmm. like... That's true. It's a lot harder, I think, for everybody to still stay mm-hmm. tight and everybody have a great year when yeah. maybe you're not so good. So, yeah. well, you guys had a lot to celebrate this year, though. Was this the perfect way to cap your senior careers? I'm talking to two seniors here, right? Mm-hmm. Two yes. seniors here, right? Yeah. 100% best way to cap it. Most fun you had yes. in your yes, career? Sure. Definitely. For sure. Did you feel like the school and the community gave you a lot of attention for doing all the great things you did? I do think that this year we obviously got a little more recognition than we have in the past. So obviously winning those big games, everyone started coming to the games, and we actually had a student section this year, which <laughs> was exciting. Everyone's but well. yeah, I've been to a vol- I've been to an O'Fallon volleyball game and seen a lot of kids out there. Mm-hmm. So I think you've I think O'Fallon gets a lot of kids out for volleyball. Yeah. As a tennis coach, it feels like <laughs> sure. it feels like volleyball gets a lot yeah. of a lot of fan recognition. I just watched the NCAA volleyball championship Amazing. with Texas, oh, yeah. Crazy. Mm-hmm. and I just incredible. I'm jealous as a tennis coach. I'm like yeah. you know, and I just saw that the tennis channel is not going to televise the NCAA uh, tennis championships, and I'm just wow. like, we're just losing out again and sure. again and again. I feel like volleyball has a lot of momentum right now. Yeah, Do you feel the same way? Yeah, 100. percent I think it's, uh, it's it's somebody said that it's the fasting female growing sport in the USA right now uh, in club we're seeing very large numbers so I definitely think it's gaining a lot of momentum for sure on the girls side I now coach boys too and um, at O'Fallon High School uh, I did <laughs> I kind of took a break but I run the boys club uh, with my blue steel club as well so seeing a lot Say of it. Lot. blue steel <laughs> yes i know you want me to do that blue steel come uh, on I can't. that's too good <laughs> coach clace was out here last i'll lose focus yeah you got you gotta Stoic. do it all right i'm sitting i'm sitting with three athletes three female athletes have you guys ever played golf are you guys golfers at all uh, oh fallon's got a good golf program does he try to recruit your athletes oh, coach he does. Eddie? my niece is the number one golfer at o'fallon right now she's uh, reagan martin so awesome i've i've golfed but it's Absolutely terrible. Yes. All right. I got to talk about Oak Brook Golf Club. Located northeast of Edwardsville, Oak Brook Golf Club is a family-owned 27-hole public golf facility. Their goal is to offer the highest quality experience for a reasonable fee. Oak Brook is consistently recognized for awards such as friendliest staff, best course to host a fundraiser, and best senior scramble in the bi-state area. From fundraisers to leagues to instruction to an afternoon out on the links by yourself, the Brook wants to win your business. I've personally played and hosted multiple golf scrambles there, and I will attest, Mike Surrey and his staff are the best. To book your tee time or to start organizing your next fundraising scramble, give them a call at 656-5600 or check them out online at oakbrookgc.com. Chris Eddy likes Oak Brook. He does. I think I watched some golf tournament or golf, what do you call it? Tournaments, games, matches? Yeah, all uh, those. There. Yeah, at Oak Brook. <laughs> cool. All right, Alyssa. You're a senior. What's the next step for you next year? Um, I'm still undecided, but I am leaning more towards going to Millican University to still play volleyball, obviously, and get a good education there and all that stuff. Any ideas what you want to study? Uh, I want to study pre-occupational therapy or pre-physical therapy. Excellent, and I take it this girl's a good uh, student as well, right? One hundred percent. You don't pick. You don't no. pick that major if you're not. Uh, yes. All in. What are you going to miss about Alyssa next year? Alyssa is for sure the heart and soul of our team in the sense that she has, she has just a lot of compassion for people. Um, She has a very uh, slow to anger personality. Hmm. Um, And I think that that is important when you're the setter of the team, you know, you gotta, you take a lot of heat and you, you know, nobody's ever happy with your sets. So, I, I was a setter, so I can kind of. Uh, I you can were a setter. Play. I was a setter. You seem pretty tall to me. Yeah. Like I think yeah. I thought I thought you'd be like the girl that pounds that ball down. <laughs> That's called a hitter. I did that too. Outside no, hitter. <laughs> nope, I was a setter. Yep, I played at Union University in Tennessee. So awesome. Yeah. So I mean, uh, I can relate to Alyssa and a lot of things, and she for sure would beat me in the in the aspect of being slow to anger and very compassionate um but she did i think that was important on our team and she did a great job all right let's ask annalee what about you what's your senior what's your next step next year um i'm committed to play beach volleyball at lindenwood university wow how mm-hmm. fun awesome what another way what another great way to play volleyball mm-hmm. 
What are you looking forward to about beach volleyball? Um, it's just a whole different side of the game. I've been playing for like six years for beach and play every summer. And I just really love it. I love how consistent it is. And yeah, it's great. Will that be, is that, I can only picture two on two in beach mm-hmm. volleyball. Yeah. Is that what you're going to play? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like fitness is going to be more mm-hmm. of an issue in that sport. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's definitely tough, especially because it's in the sand. So you're moving around. Right. It's in mm-hmm. the heat. You're outside. It's There's a lot of more aspects to it. What a cool thing. Mm-hmm. McKendry always, they have all these sports and all these teams, and they're smart. Dan Dobbins is the president there, and I asked him, what's the deal? And he said, you have these teams, and, the, and you have athletes, and the athletes bring other people, and that's their model. So yeah. good for you. You're going to have a blast there. Mm-hmm. I think you're, sure. you're going to have a lot. I think you're going to have a lot of fun. Do you coach beach volleyball in the Blue Steel? Uh, we do. <laughs> we do all the volleyball things. So, yeah, we do. I definitely think that is what Anna Lee brought to our team this year. Being a beach player, there are so many different uh, things going on. You have to be extremely defensive. You read a lot of cut shots. Um, and I think that's what made her a very successful outside hitter uh, for us this year, too. So transferred that onto the indoor side. So I just assume that beach was something that you were just getting into but you've actually been focusing on this for a while yeah i've been playing since like 12s really every summer yeah just pick up not you so much um i did one year with Emily, (laughs) (laughs) and then i decided to focus more on indoor and getting those touches indoor during the summer how about co-ed i would think that would be a fun thing to do to have co-ed beach volleyball do they do much of that um, I think there's tournaments out there. I haven't personally done any. I practice with some of the boys, but mm-hmm. not that often. Cool. Yeah. Okay, so girls, what are you going to miss about OTHS volleyball next year when you're off on your fantastic careers wherever you land, whether it's McKendry or Milliken? Um, I'm probably going to miss, like, the family atmosphere. I found some of my best friends through volleyball and through this program, and I'm really going to miss my coaches. I've kind of grown to their coaching style, and I'm just going to miss our – winning streaks and how great our program was yeah not to hype it up too much but you had a great year you won the mess be be proud that's why you're here (laughs) how about you um i'm definitely like annalee said miss the family atmosphere bringing everyone under their wing and everything like that um i'm definitely like she said i met all my best friends through there and gonna miss them as they go to college too but i'll always be back i'll come watch my sister plays there still so hold your sister um, she just turned 15, so she's a freshman this year. And what are you going to miss about Coach Massey? Oh, so much. Because I asked her so what she's going to miss about you guys. <laughs> so you guys get – now, here's the thing. She can't punish you anymore. No, you're done you're with right. your career. That's so true. You can, you can tell the truth. What are you going to miss about her? No, I'm definitely going to miss – I like the hard coaching style, so being, like, told what to do and at that time is definitely something I'm going to miss. And just how open to getting to know us is, is very important. And I'm going to miss that for sure, too. You've been associated with volleyball for a long time. You told me your family started Blue Steel mm-hmm. even before Zoolander. So yeah. you didn't steal the name. <laughs> so what's the deal? What's, what's the deal with your family? Is, is Massey your maiden name? No, sir. It's Hayden. Hayden. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So you you come from a volleyball family. Mm-hmm. Yep. We My sister and I were 18 months apart. We played at Beverly East long time ago. I think my junior year we went to state. And then her senior year they went to state um, when they were 1A, 2A. Um, and my parents just played, so I think we kind of, my brother played. It was just our thing, and whenever uh, I was a special ed teacher, I got married. I knew I wanted to kind of stay home with my kids, and we still so we started it. Just, you know, we saw a need for more of that on this side, and it's just grown exponentially and, you know, taken off, and we've added, the, like, beach and boys and all those things uh, gradually over time. So, um, yeah, it, it's definitely a full-time job. Let's yeah. <laughs> That's your baby. That's my baby. So where do you guys train primarily? <laughs> so we just kind of acquire, I wouldn't say acquire, but we use the space in O'Fallon. It's the old VETA building um, because we uh, we needed it. We have seven courts there, and then we kind of rent a couple other places as well um, just because we have 51 teams. So it's, you know, it's a lot. We go from 10U, 9-10U, all the way up to 18U, and boys and girls. So 51 know. teams. Yeah. Wow. And did you girls play Blue Steel? Yeah. I, yes. I've played all my life Blue Steel. Yeah, ever since I could walk, probably. Yeah. <laughs> so you attract kids of the game with entry-level teams. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then you facilitate them through 
the highest levels that you can Correct. find. Yes. And you know, there's definitely on the girl side, there's more options as far as levels go. You can, you know, you can kind of pick boys were stuck with, there's not a ton of situations out there. Um, but it's definitely leaning a different way. They're trying to fix that. I will say too, you know, I started, we started training. I, when I graduated college, I started training young kids and, um, just started to kind of grow from that. And, Oh, Fallon Parks and Rec, you know, they kind of asked me to come and start a program there with their O'Fallon team, like the the city and stuff like that. So I think that's like a good segue to get into the high school. You see these kids before and they kind of know your coaching style and they know what the expectations. Yeah, it's yeah. not rocket science. No. You know, Rita Menke at, yes. at Belleville East She's sat awesome. there, said the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Excuse me, Chris Eddy <laughs> Chris, said yeah. the exact same thing. You know, he's he built his feeder program. Mm-hmm. Um Coach after coach explains the exact same situation. So kudos to you for getting that done. That's a lot of kids. It's a lot of kids. And you have how many kids of your own? I have four. Yes, and all four play volleyball. Uh, My oldest is their age, and they all are friends. And so that was an interesting dynamic this year uh, (laughs) that I've never dealt with before. So, And he's trying to play on next year as well in college. So he plays beach with Anna Lee. They've all kind of grown up in that scene. So it's, it's nice. One thing I'll say is when I was a kid, volleyball was a sport that I enjoyed playing, but in the eighties, there was no boys Mm -mm. volleyball, not locally, not in the Metro East area. So Mm -hmm. that was kind of like, it was kind of an exotic Southern California thing for boys. Sure. But now the fact that it's taken off, I think it's great. Yeah. It's a great sport. Yeah. It's crazy. I took, we took our boys up to Chicago not that long ago. We, we beat these California teams. They're like, who are these people right. <laughs> from Southern <laughs> Illinois, you know? Uh, so they definitely hold that, uh, that tune, but they're the best at vol- beach volleyball. Yeah. They're playing in Venice beach. We're playing at pontoon beach, That's whatever. Right. They don't know. They don't Same know. Tip. Yeah. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't really yeah. matter. Well, congratulations, ladies. You had a great season. What's the future next year? How many girls do you have coming back? You're getting, you're losing these two girls and a bunch of other seniors. It sounds like. Yeah. But. We lost six seniors and we have a decent sized junior class for sure. Um, COVID is just a funky thing. You know, I, I feel like the numbers have kind of gone uh, up and down as far as like what we had at tryouts, but I, I believe that we have enough depth for us to be able to have another successful season next year. How many girls did you have in your program last year? Top to bottom? We have 32 total. So we carry usually about 10 to 12 on the freshman level and then varsity, you know, usually in postseason we're hanging around 15. So uh, we just kind of fill in from there. Well, that's cool. Congratulations on mm-hmm. the success. And this is your last year under Todd Moeller. Right? I know. He's announced he's uh, he's leaving. Yes. So has he announced what he's going to do after this? Is he just going to retire and you hang know, out? I believe so. I think he's doing some like public speaking, some mm-hmm. stuff like that. He enjoys doing that. So he's been there since I got hired as the head coach. So I have no, nobody else but Todd. So, you know, it'll be interesting to see what happens at the school in the athletics program. I know he takes a lot of pride mm-hmm. in O'Fallon athletics. I know he is very competitive and he has worked hard to improve facilities, improve yes. the look of facilities, communication with coaches. Mm-hmm. What's been your experience working with Todd? Yeah, for sure. You know, coming in there um, in a big program like O'Fallon, as a young coach, you know, I kind of thought I knew it all. And, you know, you, you definitely change uh, under him, kind of guide you and lead you into what O'Fallon is necessarily looking for. So I'm thankful for that. You know, I, I feel like uh, I've grown a lot as a coach at O'Fallon, and I'm very, you know, appreciative of that opportunity. Yeah, he's a cool guy. I've had him on the show and talked to him a couple times, mm-hmm. and he's I think he's done good work there. And mm-hmm. I think uh, O'Fallon, Edwardsville are, are the two – leading schools in the conference in almost every sport obviously yep. East St. Louis in football mm-hmm. and and then in other sports other teams are at the at the forefront but I think it's a very friendly healthy rivalry as, as far as I can see sure. it definitely is ladies thanks so much for coming it was really great to have you on the show yeah. congratulations on thank you y- yep congratulations on your mess be good luck at blue steel thank you and with all those kids you better come watch i want you to come okay. back uh when you guys have a big tournament are you got gonna it. have do you have a big mm-hmm. event coming yes, up or sometime we do we'll start kind of in january we're we're starting to host our own tournaments and stuff at our place so i definitely will let you know for sure yeah and you're training not just panthers there there's got to be kids obviously yes. you had brooke clays on the mm-hmm. show i had brooke clays on yes. the show last week so you have to be training that has to help raise the level of volleyball in St. Clair County across the board. Yeah. Yeah. And those are the hopes, you know, because you are competing ultimately against St. Louis and, and that's obviously a more populated situation. So we're kind of pulling from 
a lot of different areas over in St. Clair County and obviously up here trying to, we, we actually have a couple of Edwardsville teams that are just, you know, uh, satellite teams too. So doing what you can to just kind of grow the sport. I'm not going to ask you their names, but I honestly can't think of any other volleyball clubs. Uh, are there many volleyball clubs in the Metro East? I mean, HP has one. They have a St. Louis side, but then they also have an Illinois side. And then there's a couple of just like smaller ones, like H2 is St. Louis, but they have a smaller. Okay, yeah, I've heard that. Yeah, a side for Illinois. And then just a couple smaller ones for the smaller towns. All right, well... Ladies, good luck next year in school. Coach, thanks for coming by. Yes. Hopefully, I'll see you again next year. Yes, for sure. All right, big thanks to guests Austin Frazier, Javante Mosby, Peyton Sheppy, Anna Lee McWhorter, Alyssa Frederick-King, and Coach Melissa Massey. And for partners, Cassins, Chrysler, Dodge Jeep, and Ram, Callaway Home Loans, Keller Williams Marquee, Jeb and Ginger Blasting Game, Integrity Spine and Joint Center, Front Office Fiduciary Network, Oakbrook Golf Club, and Rosenthal License and Title Services. Thank you for listening to the Metro East Sports Podcast, talking all things sports in the Metro East.